Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This is the word of the Lord. Well, I'm joined again today by John Owechequa. We're, we're just chipping away verse by verse at these Beatitudes. We, we kind of mentioned this yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting to me how few, um, how, how sorrow, repentance, mourning, uh, lament um, is a part of Christian worship. Right. Um, and it almost is like we feel like, you know, I, I guess one of the critiques of the evangelical church, and again, I'm, I mean, I'm an evangelical, but like it, the, we, we want, because it is in some ways populist, right? right? I mean, it's a populist movement. It's yeah. not, it's not the old Roman Catholic church where you go to the parish church, right. you know, you, you could go to Cornerstone, you go to Christ Kevin. And, and right. so in our, in our desire to market ourselves, I right. think, yeah. Um, we want to keep the message positive. Like yeah. we want people to feel good. Yeah. And so I think that it's easy to ignore um, this very, I mean, Christian worship yeah. is not, it, it is sometimes full of praise and joy right. and, and excitement, um, but it's not always that way. Nah. It, 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 there, is, there is a way and there's a part of Christian worship that is that is in the place of lament and mourning and sorrow um, that is no less um, focused on the Lord. That's no less intimate with right. the Lord. So I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the past? No, no, no. It's a, so I, I think what you said is so true, right? There's this nuanced and, and textured way that we live our lives, right? That I think we live in a world that lives in these uh, binaries, these wrong binaries when it comes to joy and sorrow, right? As As if like, they're parallel streets that you have to choose one. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. intersect. Right. Yeah. right. Like it's a no, no, no. God can be good and I can be sad at the same time. Sorrowful yet rejoicing. I mean those that, truths are not mutually right, exclusive. Yeah. Right. I think of a you know, a psalm that comes to mind. Psalm thirty two. It's a psalm of repentance, but it's also this psalm of joy mm -hmm. where he's lamenting about his sin. But it's also like, yo, yo, blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven. It's this That's psalm right. of yeah. praise and psalm of repentance, but it's it's both. And I think Jesus is once again, right, starting to look down on a group of folks who are poor in spirit, which kind of feels like the umbrella to capture all of these. And like, mm -hmm. yo, those that mourn, oh, no, no, listen, like, even though you're presently experiencing the bitterness of life now, it doesn't mean that that's all that life has for you. Yeah, and I think one of the great mistakes that people make uh, is they move past mourning too quickly. Right. Um, there, There is something wonderful about just like sitting in the sorrow until like the Lord's able to hear, heal your heart or, or there's an appropriate amount of mourning. I mean, yeah, that's another thing too, that I think, um, and I, I've even experienced, been around pastorally experiences where here's an example. Um, uh, there's been a death, you know, a child or family member or something like that. And rather than fully mourn that, 
to your point earlier, that people feel like almost guilty, like, okay, like I can't, I know, I know that like the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so I'm going to jump over to this side of the street right? Um, and just be joyful. And they have like a celebration of life or something like that. When the whole thing is like incredibly sorrowful and sad. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes uh, the, that, that wrongful covering of sorrow uh, shows its scary head, you know, months, years later in some sort of sin manifestation or some sort of bitterness that never went away. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I want to give people permission to be sorrowful and to mourn and to sit in that and, and, and allow the Lord to bring a restored sense of joy and comfort and peace. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, um, so I think I've learned a whole lot about grieving from coffee, from black coffee. So I used to hate black coffee because the thing that stood out was bitterness. And so I do all that I can to run from it, or I throw all types of milk and cream and stuff to hide it or to mask it. And I feel like when it comes to the bitterness of grief, so many people do that. They run from it or they throw all types of stuff to mask it or hide it. But the more and more I got into coffee, the more and more I found out, oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be bitter, but if you lean into it and embrace it and don't try to run from it, uh, you start to notice some of the subtle sweetnesses on the Yeah, you the can actually episode. taste you life. You can taste the notes and life and mourning does that, right? Like mourning doesn't, um, yeah, mourning doesn't, keep us from joy. I think mourning has a way of uh, uh, giving us a sobriety and removing the shallow substitutes that we thought would provide us the joy that we need. Yeah. Right? We see how fragile life is, but in seeing that fragility, we're led to what really matters. Yeah, and and actually, how can you experience comfort without mourning? You right. know, I mean, yeah. the experience of comfort yeah. implies pain. Right. You know, right. It, it implies. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think that that rhythm, if you want to call it that, or that shape is so built into, I'm going to say the Christian experience, but we'll just say like God's right. like world. Um, I mean, think about just even the Christian message, you you can't get to the comfort and the joy and the victory of the resurrection without the sorrow of the cross, without the silence of Holy Saturday, without um, this like sense of loss. That's what, that's what brings about the comfort or the joy or um, the mourning. Amen. So, yeah. Well, um, there's so much more to get to, um, and uh, these have been so, so helpful. But for today, for John Owechekwa, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. 
1-800-242-1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.